0: Hi, everyone. My name's Steve Tudor and welcome to the first Champions League preview of 23-24, a game that sees Manchester City take to the field as the champions of Europe. This evening, Red Star Belgrade await under the Etihad lights and we, the two, cannot wait. The two in question being myself and Asan. Hello, sir. You there? You well?
1: I am. I'm I'm really well. It feels. It feels so strange. To be the holders of the Champions League. Excellent. To be playing a Champions League game. It's, it actually feels stranger. Like if you'd have said to me a week ago, is it going to feel any different? I'd have been like, nah, it's the same. Like, you know, it's the groups. It's two different tournaments. You've got the group stage and the knockout stage and it's not really going to make any difference. And, but wow. Like when I started thinking about doing this preview, just started thinking about the final and then like we've won it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. yesterday I was on, uh, I think it was ESPN, I think it was ESPN, and they did a big preview of this this season's Champions League, all the teams kind of, you know, looked at and etc. cetera, and they did it in order, so we did it in, in terms of who were the best, and as I'm scrolling down, and I'm getting down to the, like, the last five, I think fifth was Inter, and then third was Barca maybe or something, and then second was Real Madrid, I just knew that City would be number one. It was like, I knew that we would be considered the favourites for this tournament, and... The best team in Europe it's, it's a brilliant feeling it, even little things like that just always kind of hit home for me
1: mm, let me ask you a question it's something that I find quite interesting it's the idea that the you you can so the team that wins the Champions League is generally a team that people go like you know they're the best team in Europe yes yeah. how it's defined but at the same time do you not think that if you sort of if you look down the years that we could, the Guardiola years in particular, right. Then I could, I would argue that probably three of those seasons minimum, we've been the best team in Europe, whether we won the Euro- Champions mm. League or not. See what I'm driving at.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's we've, we've had, I mean, let's face it, we shot ourselves in the foot a couple of times, haven't we? Uh, mm. Leon springs to mind. Um, we know of course, bring to mind that kind of late collapse. Um, But we have consistently been in the reckoning and we've consistently gone deep in this tournament. And we have for a while now as well. And maybe we should be used to it. But I think it's to our credit that we're not used to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But yeah, I mean, this this particular season, even I, who... Goes into the Champions League and, you know, maybe I'm a little starstruck still about, you know, your, your Real Madrid, et cetera. Um, but even I'm going into the season thinking, yeah, we can, we can win it again this year. We are the best team in this tournament for me. And, and because it's more than football, isn't it? It's kind of, we've got the now, so we've got the experience now. We've got that mentality. That mentality is just should never be understated, particularly in a tournament like the Champions League. Uh, just knowing how to navigate a knockout competition and you know by saying that by default i'm admitting that i am 100 percent convinced that we're gonna qualify from the group it's that's not even you know up for debate for me it's a question of as we'll get into very shortly whether we can actually top the group and that uh, you know afford pep maybe one maybe two games to kind of even rest players i mean that's arrogant to think that but i still think it
1: Yeah, I don't think it's arrogant. I think it's the reality of the way that the group has fallen this time round, in particular, in terms of the teams in the group. I think that it's a nice segue into the preview of the game because it really, it will be interesting to see how. Like, I think it affords Pep an opportunity, a Champions League group like this, and and what I mean is that not only can he rotate players, but he can maybe try things that he wouldn't have tried if, for example, you've got Dortmund and AC Milan in your group?
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have been lucky, let's face it. Um, The toughest opponent we've got is unquestionably Leipzig, who we batted last season. not suggesting that's going to happen again, but we have the beating of them. Um, Red Star, as we're going to get into very shortly, they pose a threat, of course they do. Um, But they are eminently beatable. Um, And young boys, I've got to admit, I know very little about, apart from... But I've previously seen him in this competition, um, it could have been so much worse, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you know, it's quite a rarity for that to happen as well. We've been, and when you look back at those early days, remember Barcelona every season in the group. Oh, bleak times on. Before we get to that, though, um, Howard's kind of sent over a question for me to ask um, for the two of us to answer, um, which is, is it time for the booing to stop of a Champions League anthem? I say no purely based on the fact that i probably will stop booing it Mm -hmm. but i would never tell another fan what to do or think Mm. um that's how i feel anyway
1: so i'm one of those people who for quite a few years now i've not liked the booing because um i I i felt a little bit as though like I don't really, I don't really know why. I don't really know why it bothered me. I just sort of felt a little bit like because the booing came from all the FFP stuff, right? Mm. And I think that once we'd kind of, once we'd sort of gotten through that, it just felt a little bit like, you know what, we can we can put this to bed now. But then, yeah, I mean, the the manner in which th- they've organised the last two Champions League finals. Um, yes. the lack of the lack of care for supporters now uh, now now I'll boo the anthem do you know what I mean <laughs> now when I go to Champions League games I'll boo that anthem because yeah they're another you know they're another governing body that that are not fit for purpose
0: I've got to say that I would like to hear the booing in 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 regard that you know rival fans if they're tuning in on a Tuesday or Wednesday to watch you know hopefully City get beaten in their, in their eyes and they hear the booing, we can't be accused of hypocrisy. We can't be accused of, you know, oh, now we've won the competition, everything's yeah, all definitely. hunky-dory. So from that from that angle, which matters little, to be honest, but it is a nice little thing that if it continues, we're saying, yeah, we've won your competition and we still hate you. <laughs> which is a pretty strong feeling to have, I think. Um, I just want to stay with it, how kind this draw has been. When you look at the three opponents, do you see any threats there? Do you see is there anything that concerns you? No. Mad no. feeling, isn't it? Mad.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think it's it's a particularly weird draw. I've got to be honest with you. If you told me that was a Europa Conference League group, I believe you. Mm. And and that's not it's not to be disrespectful to young boys or to Red Star Belgrade. It's not at all. It's just you know, you look at their you look at their UEFA coefficient rankings, right? And it gives you an idea of where they sit in terms of the kind of the, the quality that that you're gonna that you're gonna face. I mean, you know, young boys they're like 48th in their in their UEFA coefficient club wow. association club coefficients, right? And they're surrounded by like Ren and Olympiakos and Celtic and Galatasaray and Betis and Dynamo Kiev and do you know what I mean? It's just it's mm. it's not uh from from the from the the kind of baseline that we're coming from in terms of player quality and also look, let's be very clear from a financial disparity point of view, the financial disparity between the Premier League and the top clubs in the top leagues in mm-hmm. Europe is enormous. So when you begin to talk about young boys or Red Star Belgrade, it's just not a fair comparison. It's not a you know, there's no there's no way to have the conversation without going, look, city just are so much better resourced that it's to me it's it's difficult to like it's hard to 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 have a conversation that isn't well look I expect to win mm. and I expect them to play with quality and I expect them to play with pride and I expect them to do really good things because they're in the Champions League and they'll be bang up for it and they're playing the holders and that will make some difference but I also expect city to be city
0: yeah Yeah, it would would greatly surprise me if if we weren't of a certain ilk tonight, if we didn't prepare and kind of um, implement the game plan that we've seen so many times in the group stages from city and it's led let's let's face it there's some remarkable results as well yes. in the group stages some some outright batterings i'm not again suggesting that's going to happen tonight um, but it's certainly a possibility but yeah again it goes back to what i was saying at the top as well about having announced and experience these days they're going to be ready tonight and they're going to go about things the right way and do it the right way and i've got utter confidence in that whatever transpires during the game that's beyond all of our control. But I know that these lads are going into tonight's game and taking them seriously and are prepared properly. And maybe that hasn't been the case in the past. Maybe we've been too emotional. We've been a bit too Arsenal about things. You know, I'm going back a good few years now, admittedly. Mm. But still, that we have certainly guilty of that, weren't we? And let's, let's be honest, that led to some amazing last-minute winners from Mario Balotelli or whatever it may be. But it also led to some unexpected losses, um, and the feeling that referees are out to get us and, you know, decisions going against us and all that. I just, of course it could happen tonight. I just don't think it will. Um, And that's a wonderful feeling to have trust in my team going into a Champions League game. Has it,
1: is it boring for you, the group stage? Yes. Have you, have, yes. Have, you, have you reached that point where you find the whole thing a little bit dull?
0: Yeah, not tonight because it's been a while and Red Star, mm. Red Star Belgrade just have that little thing about them, the name of them, the kit. It is it's just such a quintessential kind of historic traditional European clash. It doesn't it Manchester City if you rest our Belgrade, yes please. could be um, seventy
1: six. It could be exactly it and that's really what I could. Love about
0: it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if it was Young Boys Tonight, for example, yeah, I would be a bit well, it's a first game back, so maybe not, but when we get three games in and if we've won the first two games, particularly the second game being away at Leipzig of course, then Yeah, I I kind of tune in and, I don't know, it it does, I mean, of course it's going to lack a little bit of excitement, of course it is. Well, I mean, you know, we don't know what team he's going to pick, right? (laughs) Mm. Well, let's get to that then, because we kind of do, I mean, we we don't, but as regards to previous times of trying to guess a Pep Guardiola side, with injuries and with the kind of lack of options he has... We can certainly narrow it down. I mean, are you expecting a similar lineup to West Ham at the weekend? No. Okay. Oh, okay. So
1: so there's there's, there's one of two ways to approach this, and I'm hoping that Guardiola goes my way. And my way is, look, the squad is already tiny, and on top of that, we've got injuries. Every opportunity that he has, he should rotate. And I think that tonight is exactly the sort of night where I know this is going to be like what are you talking about, Asam. But I'm literally talking about it should be Calvin Phillips and, and Matias Nunes as 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 the midfield two. Fro Bernardo in there. Um, I want to see um, uh, I want to see Ake back in. I want to, in fact, I want to see Rico Lewis in the three. So the midfield three. I want to see Phillips, Nunes, Rico Lewis. Yeah. Keep the front three relatively stable. So you play Doku one side, Foden or Bernardo the other, and then I'd rest one of Alvarez or Haaland and I'd play the other. The point point I'm making is that because of the volume of games that we're going to end up having between now and actually the end of the year, I think that in this moment in the group stage where you've been given a gift of a group, you should really make the most of that. And I'm going to like again it comes back to this idea of like we might look at phillips and go like yeah but we don't rate him he's a training cone calvin phillips has got to be good enough to play against red star belgrade do you see what i'm saying like it, I, it, I it do. can't be on the wage bill and then not be good enough to play that game
0: i can't see most of that happening i just can't see it happening i can see the logic behind it i just can't see it actually being being um, Rodri will start it's a Champions League he's going to start Rodri and Harland has to start because that lad is obsessed with making history for himself you know and he's on a court he's on a crusade to do that to, to not start him in a Champions League game in a group stage at home you'd have a very unhappy player on your hands there and that's counterproductive so I certainly think that Rodri and Harland would start um, elsewhere where possible kind of rotate absolutely I'd go along with that but I don't know. If, well, let's let's see what happens. I just, yeah. I, continue, I mean, I, even the Lewis R- starting.
1: Uh, even even the Rodri thing like I think it's worth look I think it's worth a conversation I think that he's 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 gone on record um this summer and at the start of the season in terms of saying I played too many games last season that there's no player care involved and I I felt basically said I felt like my legs were going to fall off and and it affected the quality of my performances so I think we have to be the coaching staff, everybody has to be cognizant of the fact that you can't expect him to play that volume of games again. And so if you can't expect him to play that volume of games, then you've got to start identifying moments where he can be rested. And just the Carabao Cup is not enough. It's just not enough. Mm -hmm. And I would argue, as mad as it sounds, that if I've got a choice between resting Rodri against Forrest at home this weekend or against Belgrade at home in midweek. I'm resting him against Belgrade at home.
0: Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our content, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes, and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now, or simply click the link in the description.